Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. You can find more about them at transitionslifecare.org. I am Jason Kong. Alongside me, the normal cast, we've got Cooper Linton representing Transitions Life Care. Good evening to you, Cooper. Good evening, Jason. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. And we've got Nicole Bruno with Transitions Guiding Lights. So glad to be here. I've survived my first week with two children going to schools in two different counties. Oh, this is uh, an ongoing endeavor. Are you? Is your head on straight? Are you okay tonight? Um, I think I'm doing okay. I keep thinking short-term pain for long-term gain. Why is there a kid wandering in the hallways? Is that one of yours? or Not one of no? mine. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> happens, happens from time to time. Well, Cooper, we're going to be uh, – well, let me introduce myself. I'm Jason Kong, and we've got uh, a great guest lined up today, Cooper. And this is something that – honestly, we could talk about this for months, and I, I still get a little bit confused about – where nursing care falls in and assisted living and independent living, but we're going to be talking all about nursing care, right? Absolutely, and it's not at all uncommon on this show for us to address issues of what we sometimes call placement. Where do people go when they can't stay at home? And it gets very confusing when we talk about long-term care. We talk about nursing homes, assisted livings, family care homes, adult care homes, and all these languages get kind of blended together. And we think one of the best ways to clarify that is to bring on somebody who's an expert in this. Uh, and today joining us is a colleague and friend, David Plemons, who's the Executive Director for Cary Health and Rehabilitation Center uh, here in Cary, North Carolina, serving the Triangle and beyond. Uh, and David has a very varied background, actually ranging from banking that later led him into healthcare, but has spent a lot of time working with people during very emotionally taxing times. Um, money and healthcare are stressful things, and they actually share that in common. And uh, David brings that background to uh, his new role as the executive director at Cary Health and Rehab. David, welcome to the show this evening. Thank you, Cooper. Glad to be here. We uh, appreciate you coming on. And, I, you know, let's, let's start with a simple thing. We, people throw around the term nursing home. They throw around the term rehabilitation center. And we don't always define what that means. So can we just start with what do those two things mean? What's a nursing home? What's a rehab center? Okay. Well, I, I think we have to start with defining what the difference is between acute care and subacute care. Uh, when you have an acute situation, uh, a very clear um, example would be a heart attack. If you're having a heart attack, you don't want to come to the nursing home. We Makes can't help you. Sense. You need to go to the hospital where they have uh, all the resources they need to deal with your heart attack or a stroke or a traumatic accident. Um, that's an acute um, care. It's an acute care setting that meets your it meets your acute needs. Um, once they've stabilized you at the hospital, your situation is typically no longer acute. It becomes subacute. Uh, you don't have an urgent need for the hospital anymore. And I got better. I mean, it's another way of looking at it. I'm, I'm, I'm better than I was. I'm, you're not in better. The, I'm not in a crisis state. You're not right. super frail anymore. Not right. super frail, but you're still pretty sick. Right, and you may be super frail, especially if you're an elder. Uh, there, you know, when you have um, someone who's who's uh, advanced age, um, and you lose. Um, you, lose, you have a, a health situation come up, uh, a, a very common one is a UTI, urinary tract infection. Uh, it's a simple thing for 
a younger person, a healthier person, someone with a stronger immune system to fight off. You get one. You may have to get some medicine, but you're going to be okay. Uh, for someone who has multiple com- comorbidities, as we, we call it, if you've got many chronic illnesses at the same time, you may have kidney disease, you may have heart disease, um, and, and at the same time you get an infection, you, you don't have very many physical resources left. So that can just knock you completely off your feet. Uh, it can cause you to go into a delirium state, which is very dangerous. People and, often confuse that with dementia, with the UTI. Correct. So delirium is an acute situation. Uh, it's it's uh, something that requires you to go to the hospital in most cases uh, for them to, to root out the, the causes of the delirium and to deal with those and to break the delirium so that then uh, you can get into a healing state. And when you're in that healing state, when you get to the point where you can start to get better, once you've gotten past the crisis, you go into the post-acute place, I guess you would say. Um, But there's care settings for people that have post-acute needs. So once upon a time, if uh, a person went in for pick a surgery, uh, say hysterectomy, uh, I can remember ladies going into the, the hospital for hysterectomy and staying for six weeks. It wasn't that long ago. It doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen anymore. You're in there for a couple of days, maybe three or four days at the most. Once you're stabilized, they tell you it's time to pick a nursing home. So fast forward to today, what it looks like for most families, and at Transition Scouting Lights, we work with this all the time. They've been in the hospital, and then all of a sudden someone comes to the room and says, mom's well enough to go home or to go to a new place, Mm -hmm. um, to a rehab center, and you have the next four, five, six hours, 12 hours to decide where she's going to go. Bam. Right. Now you're entering in a whole new world, a tangled web of resources. You're hearing words. You don't know what they are. Rehab. Who's going to pay right. for that? What does it look like? And then this is an example of where you come in. Explain to us what that process it feels is, like but, for a family. Because we've changed, changed the expectations of what the hospital is supposed to do. We, we, the, the goal setting is done at the hospital. And now instead of taking you all the way to that point where you're complete and you're healed again, uh, the, the, the new goal is to get you prepared for the next level of care. The next level of care, the, the, the highest level of care that you can be in outside of a hospital is a skilled nursing facility. A skilled nursing facility provides nursing uh, for the patients 24 hours a day. Um, the difference between a skilled nursing facility and an assisted living facility is that assisted living, assisted living only provides nursing part of the day. Uh, aides and other caregivers provide uh, for the needs for the residents the rest of the day. So you have nurses on staff 24-7. I have nurses on staff 24-7. We're required to have an RN uh, in the facility at least eight hours per day. Uh, we, we, you know, As we increase our staffing models, that's going up, but that's the minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a director of nursing that's a registered nurse, um, and a, an administrator is required by statute as well. Uh, so the, for, for the purpose of the patient, though, and the family members that are dealing with um, the transfer now out of the hospital into a post-acute care setting, a decision has to be made. A lot of times it's, it's done in conjunction with the caseworkers at the hospital uh, of, of what the appropriate care setting is. So your, your choices are going to be um, a skilled nursing facility, assisted living. Um, you can go home with home health. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go home without home health and just 
take care of your own needs if that's if that's appropriate. And wing it, and that usually doesn't work so well. It depends, you know. It, it, I mean, it, we're, we're talking about people of, of all ages now. Uh, because we we receive people of all ages in the nursing home. We don't just have old people. It's not an old folks home. Right. It's not a retirement home. We're talking about a post acute stay to help you finish healing. Uh, you get you get skilled services, which means rehab. Uh, inpatient rehab is provided extremely efficiently in a nursing home setting. What does that look like? Who's involved in inpatient rehab? Because you said on the nursing home side, it's really you've got nurses. Available a very high percentage of the time. Rehab means? Rehab means physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, and respiratory therapy. All right. And and we provide all those at the in the skilled nursing setting. And speech therapy does a lot of things besides helping you talk. Oh, absolutely. All right. Uh, <laughs> if, you, um, if you need speech therapy services, it's usually, in, in our setting, typically because of swallowing issues. Uh, a lot of people that... Uh, or older have swallowing issues that haven't been identified. And uh, it can cause, uh, if, if you can't swallow well, you, we've all had something go down the wrong pipe mm-hmm. and, right. and you, right. you choke a little bit and you get over it. But it can also be dangerous. If, yeah. if it happens every time you eat, uh, you can have something go into your lungs and you can that, that aspiration can lead to a pneumonia, which can take you down a very uh, difficult path. So in a moment, let's come back and explore some of those components because you talked about occupational, speech, physical, and respiratory therapy. Let's figure out what those are and kind of help people understand what they can get in a rehab facility. Okay. We will figure out what those are with our guest, David Plemons. He's the administrator at Cary Health and Rehab, and we will continue our conversation in just a bit. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care here on News Radio 680 WPTF. Radio 680 WPTF, you're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care, founded as Hospice of Wake County. You can find more information about them at transitionslifecare.org. I am Jason Kong, Nicole Bruno, and Cooper Linton alongside me. Our guest this evening is David Plemons. He's the administrator at Cary Health and Rehab. And Cooper, just before the break, we were talking about uh, some some different kinds of therapy and that might fall under the, the rehe- rehabilitation tag. So, uh, let's let's dig into this a little bit. So it turns into a little bit of alphabet soup. We start talking about PT, ST, OT, respiratory therapy, RT, and we go, what what is XYZ? all X Y Z? X Y Z, absolutely, <laughs> and, and it's confusing. And it really doesn't have to be confusing. David, you live in this world. You know, we were saying earlier that speech therapy is often more related to eating and swallowing, and being able to manage food and medications in a way that's safe. Occupational therapy? Are all your people going back to work? No. Uh, but <laughs> so what it sounds like. They're, they're hopefully going back home. They're going into the community. And even if they don't go back home, even if someone transitions into long-term care and stays with us. Long-term uh, care? What's that? Long-term care means that you've, you've now exited from that post-acute setting. You, you no longer need the, uh, the extensive resources uh, to, to overcome the losses you had from an illness a spell right. of illness, as we refer to it, uh, and and now you're better, but you're not enough better that you can go home. You don't either have the you, you still require 24 hour nursing care mm-hmm. sometimes at the end of a, a short term stay, mm-hmm. and then we, we we start this this discharge planning is what we call it 
at, at the time someone is admitted, we're trying to, to set goals. Is this person going to go home? Are they going to go to an assisted living facility? Do they have resources at home? Do they, they may want to go home, but if there's no one there to take care of them and they can't take care of themselves, can we assure a safe discharge? So I guess Fine. I'm looking for an example for the for the listeners at home to kind of attach to. So perhaps maybe someone had a very had a very much a traumatic stroke mm-hmm. who goes into the. Uh, uh, the rehab side of things, and they make some progress, but they plateau. Mm-hmm. And but it's still, they need a lot of care. Maybe they need a f- couple people to assist them to go to the bathroom, that sort of thing. And there isn't that type of care right, that they're able to be provided with at home. That might be an example where they would transition from a rehab to the long-term bed. It, that, that's true. And um, we, you know, the, not every facility offers long-term mm-hmm. care. Uh, some of them have limited offerings in long-term mm-hmm. care. And so you may come into a, a, a skilled nursing facility for a short-term stay. You wind up needing more assistance uh, for a longer amount of time. And just, just because it's long-term care doesn't mean you're there for the rest of your life. Right. Sometimes you still get to go you home. It just takes in. longer. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but, you're um, not sentenced. Right. You get <laughs> but but it, it sometimes requires you a cha- to have a change in care settings if there's not um, long-term care offerings at that facility. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fortunate to have uh, all of my beds certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Those are two of the payer sources and uh, that we see most often cover the cost of the stay. And um, so if I have someone who comes out of a, a short-term stay and needs a long-term bed, they're all long-term beds. Right. They, they can be used. Uh, you so you have a lot of flexibility. We have a lot health of flexibility. Rehab. You can do rehab. You can do long-term care. Right. Now, I want to circle back to something. If, if I just decide I need some extra help, can I just pull up and get out of my car and get checked in? Why not? I think so. I mean, it, look, he's made a lot of renovations. It's pretty. It looks nice. It's well located. Can I? Can it's I move in? It's not the hotel California. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> we, we'd love to see you. Uh, <laughs> we can come visit, but I can't we stay. Can but, but there's there's uh, certain requirements for being admitted, and uh, one of them is that a physician has to certify you as needing 24-hour care. And so it requires a physician to admit you to the facility, just like it requires a physician to admit you to a hospital. And uh, we, we have to make sure that you meet the needs for the care setting. Um and then once we we do have that, you know, there's there's some documentation and things that go along with it. You, you and I know about the FL2, right? Yep. Uh, the we, world's we most about, exciting document. We know about passenger numbers and, and such as that. Uh, but these are things that happen a lot of times in the background that that the families and the the residents, uh, the 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 people who need our help, don't ever know about mm-hmm. happening. Uh, that's that's how we talk to each other through these paperwork, um, <laughs> right? <How> personal, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, but but it is it, necessary that we have those that communication because we need to make sure that people are in the proper care setting and that the resources are being used appropriately. Um, when I say resources, uh, somebody's paying for all of this. Either you pay for it privately, uh, you have uh, a, a a source that's funded by government. Uh, or, like what? What's a government source? Uh, the you know Medicare. Okay. Medicare is the um, the primary payer for us uh, for well, it, actually, for rehab. Medicare and Medicaid, uh, even though we separate them, they're basically the same thing. Um, Medicare uh, funds Medicaid, so the two different programs, but they're both funded by the same federal source. Right. You this, got the federal government putting money in both these right. buckets. Right. The state also funds Medicaid, so there's a participatory. Uh, function there for financial. So I guess I have a question for you. When somebody comes off of rehab, 
but they are not Medicaid eligible, they have more income, then how mm-hmm. does their long-term bed get paid for? Well, there's always a payer source. That's, so that might that's, be my, my, that's a good thing. my own self. <laughs> so, well, and, and, and this is what happens. Uh, it's very, very expensive care that we provide. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fraction of what it costs in a hospital. Uh, but when it's coming out of your pocket, if you are a private payer, it's a lot of money and it can break you. Mm-hmm. And so I spend a lot of time talking to people, uh, talking to groups. Uh, people invite me sometimes to speak to talk about what does it cost to stay in a nursing home? What does it cost to 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 go through the whole post-acute continuum? Uh, because as you change the care settings based on your needs, the, the cost is different. The payers are different. Uh, I'm probably uh, it, it, fortunate to be in skilled nursing because our payer sources are pretty much guaranteed. There's there's not very many people that don't qualify for some payer source, even if it's your own money. Uh, there's there's pretty much coverage for everybody, and uh, it's either through Medicare, Medicaid, private insurance, or private pay. You've made a lot of changes at Cary Health and Rehab, and I and you won't speak uh, and toot your horn. I will. Uh, you made some changes out there already. You want to touch on some of those? I mean, you've, well, you, you've got a well-located I, I don't facility. think that I have to toot my own horn. I have a great team. And um, so I, 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 I just, I, you know, I, I say it all the time. They're the ones that do all the work. Mm-hmm. They do all the work. All I do is just try to plan and direct a little bit. You're air traffic control. I'm air traffic control is exactly right. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we don't crash the plane to each other. And if they do crash, maybe they'll be on the ground when they <laughs> No, very few injuries. Right. Let's get off that metaphor. Um, <laughs> so I don't want to be a plane crash or a train wreck. Uh, but we've done, um, the, you know, the, the, the facility, I mean, Cary Health and Rehab uh, has had some challenges in the past. Uh, if you... If you go online and you read about it, or any nursing home, uh, you're going to see things that are positive and that are negative. Um, but the the challenge is trying to figure out what is that facility like today, and is this a place that I want to put myself or my loved one into? And the only way that you can figure that out is to talk to someone who has just come out of there or go in there and find out for yourself. You have to make a visit. Can and, I do that? Can I just come? Oh, absolutely, visit? absolutely. And there's I, lots I know I can't check myself in. We covered that, but <laughs> no, but you can, you can come by and, and Nicole see can't us. check me in either. I just want to be clear. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've got quite enough documentation. <laughs> well, I, I say this a lot, and I think this probably relates to what you do too, uh, as well, Cooper. Um, I'd, I'd like you to meet us before you need us. Absolutely. And uh, it's. It's helpful that that sort of rhymes. It's not as good as you know O.J. Simpson's lawyer, but um, <laughs> but it is effective because if you're able to come in and meet us, we can start to learn who you are and you can learn who we are. Um, if you uh, are a person who thinks they may end up coming someday and you might end up having to pay for it yourself, there's some things that can be done ahead of time. Uh, to to preserve resources, protect resources, and do it legally so that um, you may still have some use of the assets that you have if you plan ahead. So if if you wait until the hospital has told you you need to pick a nursing home today, your chances of getting that done are pretty much zero. So I would like to talk to people about financial things ahead of time. I'd like to make referrals to partners in the community ahead of time so that if you ever think you need us, it doesn't hurt. Uh, we, we can always talk about it. And they can always pick up the phone and call you and set up a time to come I'll visit. I'll talk to anybody, whether they're my customer or not, about long-term care financing.
David Plemons is our guest. David, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you guys? Uh, probably to call me at my office number. Uh, it's 919-851-8000. That's Cary Health and Rehab. It's at... Um, 6590 Tryon Road in Cary. Very good. And again, that phone number again, 919-851-8000. David Plemons, he's the Executive Director at Cary Health and Rehabilitation Center. David, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you. You're listening to News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you here on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday evening to you. This show is made possible through the support of Transitions Life Care. And thank you, Cooper Linton, for being here as always. Started off the, the show shaking your head at Nicole. This is usually a Saturday evening tradition. It, it is actually how I start most Saturday evenings, mm-hmm. is shaking my head in some sort of disbelief. Yes. Yeah, well, it's okay. We love her anyway. She she's, gets caffeinated, and I just start shaking my head. She's the light of the show. She's Nicole Bruno with Transitions Guiding Lights. Good evening, Nicole. Good evening, yes. And I guess we need to share what we were all shaking our heads about now. Oh, please, please. I, I learned a new us. word from my 11 year old son. Share with the class. If you're doing something really cool, I mean awesome, you are savage. Savage. So, so. you're not eating other human beings and destroying no. things. You're, you're awesome. So, we've learned in the past that. Uh, beast was another term for being you know very cool so savage is yeah, over beast but i started using beast so beast went away so then he <laughs> happened to say savage and so now i'll be using savage so i'm sure by next week there'll be a new word clock is ticking on savage <laughs> right now i'm jason kong and one of the things that i really like about this show is that it it connects people and uh, you know with with this program and with the caregiver summit for those people in a caregiver situation uh you may feel alone or isolated at times but i feel like this show and uh just issues of navigating elder care issues it, it the more we talk about it the bigger you realize the community is the community is very large and it's particularly true in the triangle because we have resources that are not always available elsewhere um, but we often get the question you know, this is my first time caregiving is, you know, is there some sort of book to tell you what to do? Well, no, there's really not a book to tell you what to do. Um, but there are people that can actually help guide you and coach you, and they're specially trained in this. And, when, and today we have Erin Norton. Uh, she is with LifeLinks Care Management and Advocacy. Uh, and Erin is an aging life care professional, which means she is specifically trained in helping aging adults and their caregivers, their family members, their loved ones, navigate what can seem like rather an ambiguous morass of rules and payment options and places to live and things to bring into the home. And it can become overwhelming. And part of what they do is help bring a little um, calm to the chaos. So we were uh, blessed to have Aaron join us uh, this evening. Hey, good Welcome. evening, Erin. Thank you, and um, I'm very happy to be here. And when I'm going to pick up on Nicole's word and say that LifeLink's um, care management and advocacy is a savage agency. <laughs> so thank you. Welcome to Caregiving and the Urban Dictionary. That's right, yes, yes. <laughs> so um, 
LifeLink's care management actually was created in 1993 by uh, Cheryl Terrio, who recently retired, and the agency was then called Aging Family Services, and we were acquired by a woman out of Tennessee, and we have a new name, which is LifeLinks.care, and we are a team of uh, nine professionals. We're nurses, we're Mm -hmm. social workers, we are certified care managers, and we are really among the first of these uh, associations agencies in, in the U.S., so what does it mean to be a certified aging expert or an aging professional or a life care expert? What does that mean? That, that means that we have um, a certain level of education. Um, many of us are at a master's level of education. If we don't have a master's degree, we have at minimum a bachelor's degree, and then we're required to have a certain number of uh, years of experience working in the field of aging and also a certain number of um, years of being supervised. And then we sit for an exam, and it's a um, care management, case management exam that is proctored and official. And um, then we get to put some letters behind our name. <laughs> the <laughs> alphabet soup ensues. <laughs> the alphabet soup, yes. But, but we are um, the oldest uh, of the agencies in the Triangle area. And we're also, I like to say, we're the oldest, the most, and the best. The oldest, the mostest, and the bestest. Yes. So, um, you know, one of the things that I think people need to consider is the importance of being associated with that association because, um, you know, anybody is is a social worker by trade. This is a big pet peeve of mine. A lot of people can sit out there and hang a shingle and say that they can help you coordinate your care and support you with your loved one. But the reality of it is they might know a little bit about a lot of things to be dangerous, but they're not in depth in, in a lot of areas. And as a result, are dangerous to you and your loved ones. So I think, you know, the great thing about this type of an organization is if they can't help you here, they can certainly connect you to other organizations with individuals that have that same, uh, basically, uh, education level and ability to pass that exam and, and experience working with older adults to make you have a good experience no matter where you are in the country. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, that that's very true. It's Nicole, a big differentiator. Just, a, yes, there is. And there is a Um, National Association, and it's called the National Association of Aging Life Care Professionals. And those of us who are members are are considered aging life care professionals. And I fully agree with your comment. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a little bit, um, um, I I guess, say, impatient would be the word (laughs) um, with that sort of thing, because I have great respect for someone who did take care of their mom while she went through the aging process mm-hmm. and and fully admire and respect and understand how difficult that is, but also know that that does not qualify yes. you to to be a true expert. And I see that happen a lot. It, it is a, it's a big thing. People get passionate about it and then just want to apply what they did for yeah. one person across the masses, right. which is not necessarily the best idea. No. But speaking of, you know, we're sort of talking around circles here. What exactly do you do? How do you help people in the community? 
So we come in and we look at, we do what I call a holistic approach to care. We um, assess the needs and as you just pointed out, there is no cookie cutter process for this where everybody is an individual, needs are different, situation is different. Area of the country might be different. Some, uh, some states are more generous with their benefits for the elderly than others. So lots of different things. There's no cookie cutter. But we do assess the needs and um, then we develop a plan. We call it a care plan, but we work with the family and with the individual, with the client, to decide what their needs are, what best suits them, what is one person's what is one person's desire is not everybody's desire can you give us can you give me an example of what a care plan might look like sure we um we look at um really what their needs are when i'm meeting with somebody the first thing i say is the first thing i say is the um what what's your pain point? What do you feel right now is your greatest need? What would bring you the greatest relief, the greatest peace of mind right now? And and then work from there. To and it may be placement. Mom is at home and she's not safe. So we want to um, see what is the best place. Is is the best new home for her in an assisted living or is does she need something more than assisted living is it memory care so we start there and then we work from there to what else does she need because we know that even if you're 90 you still have the same you need physical care you need emotional care you need social care you need medical care so we look at the whole person we look at it holistically and decide what other things that might be better for the mom or the dad so you really start at the most critical pain point for for that client and for that family and then radiate out from that establishing priorities in kind of descending order so that you're having able to kind of maximize impact for the family yes for the patient and the family yes aaron norton and thank you so much for joining us this evening Uh, if people want to find more information they can find them online at lifelinks.com care. We will be back in just a bit. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. Radio 680 WPTF, you're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. You can find plenty more about them at transitionslifecare.org. I'm Jason Kong, Nicole Bruno, and Cooper Linton alongside me, and uh, you just missed Cooper uh, belting out his dulcet tones during the break. But, they didn't um, miss much. No, they did. <laughs> Luckily, the, I agree. Yeah, they didn't miss a thing. We care about keeping our listeners around, and so we, we reserve that for the break. But um, <laughs> Ratings have never plummeted like when I sing, let me just tell you. It's too bad it's ratings week. The good news is it's it's even it's even better actually than when I dance. My son says the dancing is pretty much what could bring the the apocalypse. Now will will folks be able to see any singing or dancing from you at the at the summit in Chapel Hill? Absolutely not. No. Uh, the intention is that this is restful, uh it's rejuvenating, uh that people are renewed by this experience we don't want them to walk away 
uh, either depressed or the broken hip because they fell down laughing at me. <laughs> well, you know, last year I was a bit of a showgirl on the stage. You missed that. Uh-oh. I mean, I, I got pulled up on stage and they had me doing all kinds of, I thought, oh my goodness, thank God the skirt isn't short. <laughs> the keynote speaker chose me to help him and I thought, oh my, it was like being the magician's assistant. <laughs> Folks, you really you really don't know what you're going to get at the caregiver you Summit don't. sometimes. I, I still don't. <laughs> Suddenly I'm stunned. I was unaware of this as well. We do, however, have a caregiver summit coming up very, very shortly. A couple more days. Just a couple days. And I still came in. And you came in. Look, there's a lot going on between now and Tuesday to Mm -hmm. make this happen. Um, We're really excited about being able to put this in Chapel Hill. Um, This is our second year to do it at the Friday Center. It's uh, very conveniently located, just a, a quick jaunt off of 40 down Highway 54. For those folks that don't know where the Friday Center is, it's really located uh, between Durham and downtown Chapel Hill on Highway 54 near Metamont. So well located. Folks have asked if we could add another uh, caregiver summit. And last year was our first year to do it. We added two just because we wanted to be. That's true. We added one in <laughs> Over Orange <cheaters>. County. <laughs> we added one in Harnett County. Uh, and this year in Chapel Hill, we really had to open up more seats. We were a little taken aback by mm-hmm. the number of people that wanted to come to the conference last year it was a wonderful, uh, wonderful thing to see happening is the popularity of that, people really valuing it. And so we did. You, Nicole got more seats open. I'm up. very creative. Very. And got it. Our registration's up by 50% over last year. Wow. Last year was our That's first great. event. We sold out last year, and we are up by 50% this year, which is amazing. Super excited about that. It makes it gives you the fuel to keep the engine going and to put out all these lovely summits for well, the we caregivers. We are reaching people. Yeah. It's yeah. something that people want. And it's a, it's a testament to the, the program that you guys put on because obviously you wouldn't see a boost if, if folks didn't find this helpful and, yeah. and tremendously uh, you know in, endearing and, uh, and resourceful for them. Word of mouth is huge, and I think folks really had a great experience last year. So we're super excited. We're going to be able to serve more caregivers. We have more exhibitors there. We were able to work creatively with the Friday Center. They've been absolutely wonderful to work with this year. We walk into their space and pretty much say, can you move this piano? And can you?" And they just kind of look at me and say, okay, this is a gift to the community. I think that's their mantra. And they a big probably, thank you to the Friday yes, Center for working been, with us on this, for this community wonderful. event. It's awesome of them to help us. And also Rocky Top Catering as well has given us a great gift and really reduced the price of the food because this event is not an event that we make money on as our organizations. Mm-hmm. We just want to cover our costs so that we can keep doing these year after year. So It's, it's mission work for the two organizations. Mm-hmm. It really is or the three organizations. Mm-hmm. So we are uh, ex- excited to have our mission uh, promoted among the caregiver audience, and, and the idea is that people get access to care. We're not we're not trying to make a buck on this. So online registration is actually closed, but if folks want to venture out to the Friday Center, we should we'll try to squeeze you in on uh, on the day of the actual event. Uh, just pop by, and the uh, cost of registration is fifteen dollars per person for a family caregiver. And if you're a professional that's coming to get some more education, that a cost is fifty dollars. So caregiverssummit.org for more information on that. That one. Very good. Again, that's caregiversummit.org. And uh, and real quick, what about Harnet? What's what's yeah, the story there? So you know what, you all are going to be so sick of hearing about Caregiver Summit from me. I feel like I'll be talking about that twelve months of the year. All the folks are wanting to come. They to are. Come. They are. And so we've got to create mm-hmm. opportunities for people to show up. And not everybody wants to go to Chapel Hill. Nope. Or Raleigh. Or, or, or Durham. Durham. And so this will be our second year to do one in Harnett County. Mm-hmm. 
and we have some great partners in this process down there. We do. We're we're blessed to be working with Campbell University, the Harnett Health Foundation, of course, Transitions Life Care and Transitions Guiding Light. So these are four organizations coming together to put on this event for a very rural community. Um, Super excited about that. The agenda is quickly being formed and so there are a lot of the sessions are listed online already we're firming up a last few but again very similar format um, you come for a day of respite resolution and resources and that one is going to be on Tuesday October 3rd at Campbell University Leon Levine Hall of Medicine um, and so that is at their very new building pretty new it's their um, DO building out there in Bowie's Creek so um, we're super excited the second year we've had that and it went really well the community really embraced that and it's a definitely a different feel being in a rural community but it, nonetheless important and it's actually kind of neat to do this uh, in an academic setting it's uh, great at Bowie's Creek to open up their medical school to let us in and, oh the facility is amazing oh, it's incredible and, and even and the place where you present the, the classes it's just the wow. classroom designs are spectacular it's a great experience for caregivers uh, and frankly, it's one of the easiest commutes in the world. Folks all through Johnson County and Harnett County can very easily. You need uh, southern part of Wake. We had people in Southern Wake going. I had people out of Cumberland County mm-hmm. and Sanford or Robinson. Lee County rather mm-hmm. coming over. Uh, it's a quick trip, and again, it's uh, you, you show up and then we actually do the lunch again, doing the health clinics. Mm-hmm. So it's very similar in some parts to what's going on at the other conferences, but it's a little different format. Mm -hmm. And there are different classes at Harnett County um, than there have been at the other three summits. Good, good. So, you know, if someone has gone to one of the summits already this year, they could pop on over to Harnett if they want they sure to get can. even more. That's right. It's just definitely recommend you check online at caregiversummit.org and click on the agenda link, and that will give you an idea of the classes that we're going to be having. Again, super excited about that. Great to have the amazing partners that we have. Um, definitely doing some creative things in Harnett County to reach folks. I know, um, you know we're reaching out to the faith-based community. We're reaching out to the hospital system. Just different ways to reach people who definitely have a need so we we really want to make sure that the people in Harnett County know about this summit and can get the support that they need for the loved ones they're caring for. Actually one of the folks that's helping us organize it is Chad Walker who's a native son to Harnett County and Mm -hmm. works with Transitions Life Care Uh, so he's um, been working diligently uh, largely behind the scenes but also working with some local nonprofits down there Mm -hmm. to help get the word out because people can't access resources if they don't know about them and so we want them to find out about the conference. And through the conference, we want them to find out about other resources that are available in their community that can help them take care of their loved ones at home. So uh, hopefully it's hopefully it has a, a double impact, uh, realizing all the things that Harnett Health can do, all the things that Campbell University has. Uh, Harnett Health and the Harnett County area actually have a lot going on right We're now. Very rich in resources as far as, you know, the folks that we can have come present. We're, you know, it's just amazing. We really try to go deep in the communities where we have these summits, make sure that we bring in people that represent that community because who better to speak to the people who live there than the people who work there and, and serve them. And there's a rich talent pool, so that's made it a lot easier, and we appreciate all of that. But we're, if you've not come to one of the conferences, or as we now call them, summits, mm-hmm. Please go to 
What is that again, Nicole? Caregiversummit.org. And, you know, one thing we don't often ask the listeners, um, you know, those of you listening, if you've heard about these summits, you've heard about me drone on and on about these for months. You know, if you ever have any ideas, uh, if you're listening today and want to share some thoughts about different ways we can reach you. I would love for folks to reach out to me at uh, Transitions Guiding Lights. They can send me an email or give me a call. Uh, We would love to hear your feedback as well. Very good. And uh, people can find your contact information at Transitions Guiding Lights on the website there? They can. Uh, My email is quite simple. It's Nicole at GuidingLightsNC.org, or they can give us a call at our number. It's 919-371-2062. Excellent, excellent. And if you would like to uh, sign up for the Harnett Caregiver Summit, you can go to CaregiverSummit.org. And you said that was October 3rd. Is that when that one is being held? Yes, it is. Yep. So we've got a little time yet. Get through the heat of the summer, but we are working hard on getting in that one ready to go postcards will be going out soon harnett county is going to be a buzz before we know it excellent excellent can't wait for it thank you all so much for listening we really appreciate you spending your time here on aging matters care and comfort that surrounds you this show is a service of transitions life care you can find plenty more about them at transitionslifecare.org we will be back next week and we hope you will too you're listening to news radio 680 wptf